0: It's a Wednesday, home day edition of Birds 365 as the countdown continues to the first day of the National Football League season. And even more importantly, the first day of Eagles Camp, which is less than three weeks away. You got your boys, Mac and Mac, here to talk Eagles football for you for the next two hours. Uh, and a couple of good Eagle Beat reporters joining us today, uh, Jay Mac. I saw your latest missive on JacobSports.com talking about the uh, Eagles' DNA and the fact that they stay true to it. And that's been kind of a key theme during this offseason and most specifically on uh, draft day. Uh, you and I did shows leading up the draft suits so as soon as the Eagles season was over and done with. Yeah, we talked free agency, but we started looking look ahead to the draft and all the draft insiders we have on and making projections and the like. Should anybody be surprised that the Eagles, with two first-round draft picks— and remember, at one point, they had three first-round draft picks. Uh, they ended up only taking one, but with their first two draft picks, should anybody be surprised that they took— an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman
5: no i i mean you know every once in a while how he lets it out and says it out loud and this was one of those years because he was kind of talking about the debate if you remember in the second round the claim was well if we didn't draft cam jurgens we draft nicobe dean we get we got him anyway in the third round i don't you know you believe that if you want but you know, when, when Howie was kind of describing that sentiment, he's like, we're always going to default to the lines. I mean, if it's offensive or deep, we're always, 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 always. If it's even, they're going to default to the offensive or defensive line. And I don't have a problem with that. I I, I really don't, uh, unless it's a quarterback in, at the top of the draft. And And then if you have players rated even, you might want to at least – you know, entertain the impact of the position being so much greater. But other than that rare circumstance, and that's rarely going to happen because quarterbacks are generally rated above anyway, because of that exact scenario. um, I don't have one iota of a problem with that. The issue for the fan base is it's not sexy. You know, they want receivers. They want yeah. playmakers. They want skill position players. Or if it's defense, they want playmakers. And, you know, Jordan Davis isn't, in theory, a playmaker. His role is going to be to make it easier for the playmakers. And I've said that, and I've used that word esoteric, and I'm a little worried about that, to be honest, Jody. I'm a little bit worried about the expectations, and if people can understand – The impact a player like that is going to have on the game, I always point to Bita Bay and Tampa Bay. They seem to have done it down there just fine. So I would hope it happens up here just fine if he turns into that type of player. Um, But I'm a little worried about that. Uh, uh, you never worry about that receivers, you know. Devontae Smith shows up and has a, a, a good rookie season, everybody's like, Yeah, hey, Devontae, you know, everybody sees it, it's right smack dab in front of them. And but you know, and I always describe it, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you could have the best quarterback, you could have great receivers. Uh, great running back, great tight end. You can't block anybody. Who cares? What are you going to do? What you, I, If you can't block anybody, those guys can't do their jobs. That's how I – that's where it all starts for me.
0: And the Eagles offensive line is being ranked across the board. Not just McDonald and McMullen, uh, and not just the Eagle Beat guys like uh, Ed Kratz, who's going to join us coming up in about 15 minutes now. Uh, not just Chris Franklin from NJ.com, who's going to join us in hour number two. No national publication. La- national outlets are ranking the Eagles as the best offensive line in the National Football League. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they've achieved what they wanted to on the offensive line. And, you know, I've had this conversation before about Jordan Davis Uh, You know, I get it. But uh, John Q public average fan is going to say, yeah, but McMone, don't give me esoteric. There's Aaron. There's uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, He puts up numbers, too. And he plays the defensive tackle position. So why can't Jordan Davis put up Aaron Donald like numbers? Well, because there's only one Aaron Donald on the face of the planet. (laughs) And it's kind that's of an
5: unfair real. comparison. Yeah, but, yeah. you could
0: compare anyone to him. is probably a little bit unfair. But I'm telling you, that's what they're going to do because uh, you, you have to understand all concept about tackles not getting the same sacks that ends and or rushing linebackers do. And that's fine. But Aaron Donald kind of skews the whole conversation. And as I pointed out to you a couple of weeks ago here on the show, the thing that rubs even more salt in the wounds is they were both the 13th pick in the draft. So they were selected in the exact same spot in the first round. So some people are going to want that
3: out of But, you know, for
5: for people in Philadelphia, maybe a, a good comparison would be like you take a defensive end, you know, somewhere in the first round. Could be, you know, could be in the top five, like Chase Young or Bosa or somebody like that. And you automatically expect him to be Reggie White. Well, the odds are against that. that's that's who Aaron Donald is people that's you know he's one of the greatest defensive players who've ever lived. So I I would not start any comp off with Aaron Donald, but that's just me right. But the one reason why the fans will do it is
0: Aaron Donald's still playing. Reggie as great as he was. Nobody's seen him in a decade. He's uh, been out of the National Football League. God rest his soul. Uh, He is no longer with us either. That's why it's easier to comp Aaron Donald, because guess what? He's going to play again this year, despite his wink, wink, nod, nod flirtation with retirement. Oh, shockingly, he got his contract renewed and he's going to go at it again for another year. Way to go, Aaron. Yeah, that was Floyd who get his contract redone. Um, He's still around. So that's why people are going to make the comparison between Jordan Davis and uh, Aaron Donald. And he's just not going to put up those kind of numbers because nobody else ever has. I I do want to get a Jalen Hurts point in. We've talked plenty of Jalen this week. We're going to do so with uh, both of our guests today, Ed Kratz and Chris Franklin. Um, great stat from our buddy, Ruben Frank on NBC sports, Philadelphia his observation column comes out either Saturday, Sunday, different times during the off season. But I think I saw it. I think I saw it either Sunday night or Monday. I don't remember which, um, and he does a great job with some of the stats he comes up with. I had no idea that, uh, they were oftentimes the case, uh, his stat of the week this week for Jalen hurts was this players in the National Football League last season who rushed for 10 or more yards on any play. There were only four players in the entire league that had 10 yards or more on a run 29 times or 29 or more times this past year. Jonathan Taylor had like 50. Nick Chubb had like, 35 or 36. um, Who was the other one? There there was three running backs. Dalvin. Dalvin. uh, Yeah, Dalvin Cook had uh, in the low 30s and Jalen Hurts had 29. There were only three running backs who had more 10 yard or more games gains in the league than Jalen Hurts. He was fourth in the league in 10 yard gains and that's every other team's running back included except for Cook chubb and uh jonathan taylor here's my concern here jay max in the moment you, you you get all excited about it but then it just becomes part of the yards gained when the game is over and done with but those 10 yard bust out runs by the quarterback not only move the sticks get your first down not only led to 10 touchdowns last year but they're also demoralizing runs that 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 takes a big bit a bigger chunk out of a defense mindset. If the quarterback takes off and runs for 10, 12 yards, then a, an out to Devante Smith, who toe taps and gets out of bounds and stops the clock. You give that kind of play up, all right. Let's go. Uh, reset the downs, let's go to but when a quarterback does that, that can be kind of backbreaking to a defense. And if the Eagles get what the Eagles want going into this season. There's going to be less of that this year. They want Jalen Hurts to hang in the pocket and and throw it to A.J. Brown and throw it more to Goddard and throw it more to Smith, which, with all intents and purposes, should work and should keep the the, the chains moving. But will it be that same kind of game? I know the league is a passing league, and when a quarterback is running as much as Jalen did, he's uh, putting himself at risk. And we know the Eagles care about putting people at risk. (laughs) <laughs> when in doubt, don't practice. Um, Should no one is talking about that. No one is mentioning this, that, you know, if we pass it more, Jalen's going to be running it less. And he's pretty damn effective at running it last year. I just gave you the stat. Ruben gave it to you. I'm just repeating it. He was fourth in the league of 10 plus yard rushes last year. Could the Eagles be downgrading downplaying a key element of their offense.
5: Um, Well, they want to, I mean, I guess it depends how you look at it. You know, one of the things you use the term demoralizing and the description that you gave is a perfect example of it. You know, a a little toe tapping reception versus, say, third in, in 10 and and you do everything right defensively and all of a sudden the quarterback leaks out at the last minute, and gets a 10 yard game. That's demoralizing. Yep. On the other hand, you know, if you got a nine man box and you say, Oh, we know Jonathan Taylor's going to get the ball and you got everybody up there and you run it and you still run it for 10 yards. That could be even more demoralizing. So the reason I bring that up is uh, like, it's different, Right. Running backs, you you know they're getting the ball. If they're gonna run the ball, it's a design run. Quarterback, I'd love to see the number of Jalen Hurts. T- How many of those are designed? I would I would say not a lot. Probably, you know, maybe there's a couple. I would say eighty One to ninety. More than that. I I most of his runs, most of his big runs were off schedule. Off schedule, and that's a big part of his game. And that part's not going away. If, if, uh, if let, let, let me ask you this. RPO, is that designed? Uh, uh, Zone read is designed. Uh, RPO, it's a little bit more, you know, it's a run-pass option. It's built into the term. It's an option for the quarterback. Now, a lot of coaches use that as a – Chip Kelly used to do that as a um, – sort of fall back and not let you in. Sometimes they call it a run. They say, just run it. Um, you know, sometimes they're calling a pass play, but they're called an RPO acting like it's an, it's a run pass option on the play. Essentially what you're supposed to do is read the one defensive player you're supposed to read, depending on what he does, he either right. throw the ball or run the ball. So it's, it's in the ether. Do you consider that a design run or a design Absolutely. pass? Depending on the day, Nick Sirianni will tell you, well, that counts as a run. You heard that last year, remember when he was getting criticism? Well, that counts as a run. We're, that's that's a run pass option, even though they threw the ball. So it's kind of convoluted. But See, a lot that, of that's why I think a lot of his uh, successful running plays were
0: RPOs. And yes, I like Nick Sirianni would consider that a running a designed running play. Well, if they you just it, don't make it, the decision to let split second that in play, you got to make that call. But once you make that call, it's a design
5: running play. Well, we had that discussion on the show last season, Jody, when he was throwing the ball instead it's an RPO and it counts as a run. You weren't on oh, board no, with no, him.
0: no, 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 <laughs> no. Did,
5: did Sirianni really try that? Yes. Yes. No, 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 no,
0: yes. no. once the play is run, we find out whether it's a Absolutely. run or a pass. You gotta put he it down in that. the column that it been, ended up.
5: We even had that discussion on the show, and I I'm I'm with you. I'm like, you're stretching that. No, um
0: that, that's fudging. You no, know, that doesn't count. But if but a guy my, takes my, off, if the quarterback takes off and runs with it, I consider that a designed running play. But even either, though a pass was part of an option at one point, you decide by what the play ends up being.
5: Either um, you know, my my larger point is, it's not the same as Taylor or Chubb or Cook. That it, and Lamar Jackson's in this category as well. Um, those two led the NFL in in yards per attempt. Lamar Jackson was one. Jalen Hurts was two. And and then it was Taylor, Chubb, and Miles Sanders tied at. yards per carry the quarterbacks were above the quarterbacks are above because a lot of their runs are off schedule. You're not prepared. You're not. And you're right. As far as the, the deviation of that being, uh, what was the word you use? It can be very demoralizing for a defense defense. when you, when you pull that, that, that football down, that part of it, you know, we can debate the other part of it, the Eagles definitely want to run the ball less. No question about it. But the off-schedule part of it, where you get so many of those explosive runs, that's not going away because most of that is off-schedule. So I don't think you have to worry about that as much as as some people worry about. All Maybe right, you get me, a few less RPOs. Who cares?
0: Let
4: yeah. me ask
5: you about some of those
0: off-schedule runs. Will the team... When they actually have practice, I'm looking forward to that. They're going to actually have 11 guys on the field on offense and 11 guys on the field on defense. That will be very interesting with the Eagles <laughs> since we haven't seen it since last February Man, uh, or January, excuse me. Um, will they drill down on Hurts that they want him to hold that ball that extra half second, that they yeah, want I mean, him to get that look at his fourth option, his fourth read, rather than just go, I'm out, and up the field he goes and tries to make 10 or 12 or 14 or 18 yards with his legs. Will that be an emphasis on the offense this year, that there's a reason why we got A.J. Brown? Because we think he's going to get tighter coverage. So when you check down to Smith and you check down to God. damn it, Quez should be wide open. If you get to your fourth read and your first three guys were covered, he's got to have one-on-one covered. you got to be able to get the ball to him. Will they emphasize he hang longer, wait longer, continue to give a guy a chance to get open rather than take off and make a play with his legs?
5: Yeah, I I, I mean, I think they've emphasized that since he got here. I think Doug emphasized that. I think uh, Nick emphasizes that. I think, you know, coaches will emphasize that. Um, you know, but Nick has already has, has also said that you know, that's the conventional thinking because you know, it's easier to throw the ball down the field than to, than to run it down the field. But you know, when you have somebody so effective as, as Jalen Hurts, uh, versus uh, or Lamar Jackson. You know, sometimes those runs turn into 20-yard runs. And if you dump the ball off to the back as a fourth option, um, you know, maybe you get 10 yards, maybe you get eight yards, maybe you, can, you get a more explosive play by, by running the football with those types. So it's a fine line, uh, but they'll definitely press. Look, I think those days are over, Jody. The four, what you're saying, the progressions, the four progressions. I mean, who does that? Um, you know, maybe Aaron, Aaron on occasion. Um, of the young quarterbacks, it's 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 one read, two read, go. Maybe one read, two read, safety valve, go. You know, Jalen's going to be. I think where you want to get him is one read, two read, go versus one read, go. I think that's where you want to get him consistently.
0: I just, I have. And and is now however many months since the season ended. Uh, the diehard Eagle fans that we have streaming in, uh, with us here on Birds Three Sixty Five certainly have that good a memory. But the kind of casual Eagle fan forget how important those runs he made last year was. That that number brought it all back to me. That yeah, he used to make some really big plays when it's like ten rushing touchdowns, ten rushing touchdowns. That that one kind of jumps up and screams at you. And the Eagles have worked hard to improve their passing game with A.J. Brown being the certainly biggest addition of them all. Oh, I can't forget Zach Pascal. He's going to come in and do huge things. Well, he's going to block. Uh, but, but he's now <laughs> part of the passing game, too. So I'm just wondering. I have a little concern that Jalen Hurts won't be making as many plays, big plays, game-changing plays with his leg. Do we just insert the passing plays? And think that they're going to cover as many as Jalen had last year? I'm not sure. I hope it's the case, but we'll have to see once the season starts. All right. You got McMullen and McDonald. We will be joined by our buddy, John's uh, running mate from Sports Illustrated. Eddie Kratz joins us next here on Birds 365. <laughs>
6: News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Alright, did you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. Go <sighs> so go to, to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, oh, mama! <laughs> She did
4: it. Again?
2: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
0: Back, back, guys, here on Birds 365 and the Jacob's YouTube channel. Please hit that like button. Go ahead, hit it right now. Give us some love. We could use it. We're working hard. We earned it for you. We got the show off on time today. You got no complaints, (laughs) streaming fans of Birds 365. Oh, they have
5: complaints, Jody. Trust me. They have complaints.
0: They can, but they're not justified today. Other days, yeah, they can kind of get away with it. Uh, And they should not be complaining about the fact that we've added our bud, Ed Kratz, into the mix. Eagle maven from sports illustrated. All right. I'm going with both of you guys here. Uh, I'm enjoying the 20 uh, top 25 list. You got out on the Eagles, best football players, a little different than some other outlets that are doing uh, most important players. Uh, You guys just went straight best football players. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you got halfway through your list to number 13 today and you've got quarterback Jalen hurts, correct?
5: That is correct. It's the perfect day. It seems like Jalen Hurts week. Lucky number 13, Ed Kratz, Jalen Hurts. And just to let everybody know, if we were up to Ed, he'd be higher than that. I kind of so blame me for, <laughs> for Jalen being playing down the list. What did I have, Jalen at? It's like 17, somewhere in that. No,
7: list. John, you had him at nineteen.
5: Yeah, nineteen Ooh, somewhere.
7: That's yeah. I had that's him a little, I had him in the top yeah. ten.
5: Um there's a lot of good players on there. A lot of good football players on this team. A lot yeah. of good football. Now, it, our our buddy Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia is doing a top 25 list, but his top 25 list is most important Eagles players. Right. Now, if I were doing that, Ed, I'd have Jalen number one. As I imagine, he's going to have Jalen number one. But best pure football players, hey, the Eagles got a good roster now. Howie Roseman deserves a lot of credit, and people are going to see that as we get into their top 12. A lot of good football players on this team.
7: Yeah, you know, and, um, you mentioned pure football players. You know, I had Jake Elliott on my list Yeah, <laughs> at number uh, 21, which gave him some votes. Actually, I, I might have had him a little higher, but I think he finished 21 on our list because, right, yeah. because you I didn't have him have on, on your yeah. list. John. Yeah, um, and
5: I'm, and unless you're Justin Tucker, I I hold being a kicker against you. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he's a great kicker, but yeah, I have a tough time putting kickers in the list of top twenty five
7: players. Yeah, see, I think right, here's are-
5: here's where I'm
0: gonna have a an issue with both of you guys. And for those who don't know, didn't see uh, last time we had Ed on, uh, John and Ed each ranked their top 25 then they divided between the two to come up with their list so they balance it out between themselves uh so my problem will be with both of you guys if we're going backwards because um i could pretty much tell you who the top 12 are going to be the 12 best players who are left who you haven't gotten to yet what order they're in i'm looking forward to uh, seeing how that works out for you guys should be fun uh, but i could tell you who the 12 are so going backwards. Jalen at 13, you had Avante at 14, Landon Dickerson at 15, Miles at 16, T.J. Edwards, 17, Uh, 18 was Jordan Davis, 19 was Bradbury, 20 was Isaac Amalo, 21, you mentioned Jake Elliott, 22 was Quez Watkins, 23, Kazir White, 24, Derek Barnett, 25, Jake Driscoll, which means... If he's not in the top twelve, which I don't think he's going to be in the top twelve, you do not have N'Kobe Dean on this list.
5: Correct. We can't give that away. Sure again. No, he's not
7: on the list. No, yeah, you gonna put on. him in
5: your top twelve? No, no, he's not on the list. No, and he shouldn't um, be on the list. Well, excuse
7: listen. me. I I had him on my list, Jody. Uh, Good for
5: you, I think, Ed, what would you have him, 24?
7: I have him 24-25, but because of the way the point system worked, he did not make the top 25. But he was on my list ahead of Derek Barnett. He might be on the top 25 next year. I mean, I had a tough time putting Jordan Davis
5: on the the top 25 because he hasn't done anything. but But he's got so much talent. I, yeah, I, I put it wasn't him on like the he list. was
0: twenty five or twenty four or twenty three or twenty two or twenty one or twenty or nineteen. You got him at 18. What do you mean you had a hard time putting him on the list?
5: Because I had a hard time putting him on the list, but that's how much I think of the particular player and the projection. We're talking, Jody. I know you like the player. We're talking about an undersized third round pick. I, I I have difficulties like when we're talking about Jalen Hurts at number 13, and we'll get back to that in a second. Take a look at Kaiser White and where he is, and James Bradbury and where he is. Now if they haven't done it in Philadelphia, James Bradbury even more than, than Kaiser White. That's a former Pro Bowl player. Now, I I you know how do I put Jalen Hurts say that he's better at what he does than James Bradbury is at what he does? That, to me, is a is a difficult conversation. So any, any rookie is difficult to put me on the list of a good team. The Eagles are a good team. Now, maybe on a bad team or, or, or a team that is, you know, bottom five, maybe it becomes a little bit easier. For me personally, it's tough to put rookies at all, but there's a big difference between the 13th overall pick and and a third round undersized linebacker who's got proven players in front of him, by the way. Uh I gotta see it first. Okay. All I'm
0: telling you is, and will it be fair when the season is over and done with, can we all sit down and objectively say what was contributed on the field that N'Koby Dean is gonna be a top twenty five player for the, it's the possible?
5: Videos? From my it's certainly I'd, I'd be
0: willing to bet damn good money that the possible becomes yeah, but we're net.
5: talking like I when I wrote about because I did the Jordan Davis story. Um, and and what I wrote, I think what I wrote is you know, next year at this time, you're probably going to be looking at 18 and saying that's quaint, like you know, that's way undervaluing Jordan Davis, he's going to be a potential top 10. Maybe the same thing happens with Nicobe Dean, but again, you got to see it. You're a you're a production guy, Jody. You got to oh, see yeah. it. They haven't done anything. Production. He had more production
0: in college than any player in the, in the National Football. Yeah, but the that's college. Last year. That has
5: nothing hey, but to You're do.
0: projecting. You're projecting what Jordan Davis is going to do because. His numbers weren't near what N'Kobe Dean's numbers were. So if you're willing to project, why won't you project Kobe Dean be able to do in the NFL what he did in college?
7: Well, well yeah, I can I can just say I think Jordan Davis is going to have more of a role than N'Kobe Dean. I don't. Um, <clears throat> you know, at least I think initially. I It's going to be interesting to see what they do with N'Kobe Dean, you know, because like John said, there are players ahead of him and nothing's going to be – handed to him I think but if, don't
0: don't the Eagles have those guys named Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox ahead but, of
7: but they Jordan have Davis? more the defensive line they use more of the rotation though yeah, so more Davis is going to see rotation. his time I don't I'm not sure how much they're going to rotate their linebackers now they might you know putting the Kobe Dean there in there for a play or you know two and then let him grow into a role but the defensive line is notoriously rotated so you have – he's your third tackle, your third defensive tackle, and I think that's reflected in the list because Javon Hargrave was higher, I think, right, and, and Fletcher Parker still has higher. not yeah. been revealed yet. But, um, you know, he's the third guy. I mean, Milton Williams is also – I gave some thought to putting Milton Williams in there because I think he is a very good player. You know, he had a very good rookie year. Um, but I just think Jordan Davis is going to be your third defensive tackle right out of the gate and they're going to move Milton Williams around and they're going to rotate Williams in there too. But I think Davis is going to play quite a bit. And Jonathan Gannon even told us that, that he's going to be a three down player.
5: Well, eventually I, you know, eventually they hope, I don't think he's going to be a three down player right off the the bat. Yeah. Well,
7: yeah he can't be not with Cox yeah. and Hargrave.
5: Um, but I think the hope is eventually turns into that, three down player. And we'll see. I don't even think he has to, but that's just my personal opinion. If you'd like to see it, but, 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 you know, rookies need time to grow. And I think Nekobe's in a good situation where, you know, he'll get an opportunity to grow last year. The same type of thing happened in the fact that, you know, they're trying to throw out Eric Wilson out there who was, you know, terrible. And, and it was a mistake, and all of a sudden they said, well, let's start taking a look at, at uh, TJ and Davion Taylor. Alex Singleton as well was in the mix. And, you know, all of a sudden TJ started to play well, and bang, he's on the field. Um, you know, I think N'Kobe Dean will have that same opportunity. You know, you mix in, if he's better than Kaiser White, you play him. Uh, you know, but maybe it's more the second half of the season. Maybe it's week five, week six, maybe it's a little bit earlier, um, but I think it's going to be sticking the toes in the pool. I don't think they're throwing them in the deep end uh, week one. That's how I look at where N'Kobe. And plus we haven't even talked about the health issues and you go all the way back to the draft guys and how we said, no, he's fine. He's fine. He didn't do much in, 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 in OTAs. They said he'd be out there. He was out there, but remember, <laughs> who who, who didn't lot in OTAs, John? No, well, yeah, part of that is there's no there's no teamwork, but and we were only out there for two practices, an hour and a half total. But I got to tell you, the first practice, uh, and it was it was it was TJ and Kaiser, um, and then it was Nakobe and Davion. Now, I think Nicobe the, the was actually on the third team. They started him a little bit slower. He but he was out there. And then the second practice, it, he wasn't even out there. They, they were starting to look at the overhang players, as Jonathan him. So it was Barnett. It was Patrick Johnson. It was Kyron Johnson. So I don't even know if he's healthy on top of that. And I don't even know if he's going to be fully healthy from this Peck issue week one. So that plays into it as well, but yeah, after the season, Jody, I said the same thing about Jordan Davis. Hopefully, N'Kobe Dean's like fifteen, you know. Hopefully, he makes a splash. But I can't do. I can't put a third round pick in the top twenty five of this team. But you you let where
0: they were drafted dictate to you more so than what they did on the collegiate football level.
5: Well, uh, part of it is again, if 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 what you know, the greatest college football player, some people will will argue, you know, could be Tim Tebow. Okay, who cares? You know, at, at at the SEC level, as a college football player, and it's still astonishing to me this to this day that he was a first round pick, but he was a first round pick because people bought into it people bought into his success at florida and he was he was one of the greatest college football players of all time it, it, this is a different level this is this is it is more difficult to play at this level especially when you have some of the traits that nikobe has that that didn't allow him to be drafted where his production level should have put him at if that yeah, makes sense. I, I say
0: shame on the other 29, other 31 teams in the National Football League. And yeah. kudos to the Eagles for getting that kind of a talent where they got him in the
7: draft. And let's not forget the Eagles didn't think he'd be sitting there, you know, when, what was it, number 82 or 83 when he came? When 83. They, now, they yeah. wanted
5: him at 51,
7: but they wanted Cam just a little bit yeah. more. Not there sure was playing. no way. Going into the draft, There's no way. That's why they signed – Hassan Reddick and Kaiser white, you know, two very, very good veterans. In my opinion, Kaiser white had 144 tackles last year. Now I I know, you know, the chargers defense wasn't that good, but he is very active. I think he's very good at covering tight ends, which was a problem for this defense last year. Tight ends just got the better of the Eagles all season long. Um, And the Eagles didn't think they were going to be getting a linebacker in the draft. Now maybe they thought they'd get Kyron Johnson where they did in the, in the sixth round, but they did not think Nicobe Dean would be sitting there. They had rebuilt this linebacker group with that in mind. So the Dean was just kind of the cherry on top of the cake. And he's a guy that, and why I had him on my list, but not real high was just because I just don't know what kind of role we're going to see for him this year. Um, especially early on. I mean, he's going to have to come in, prove himself and John makes a good point with the health. He could be one of those players that they manage throughout camp where he's not practicing every day. And then how does that impact a rookie? We saw that with Landon Dickerson. He didn't have a lot of time in camp last year. He was put on the pup list once training camp started and he was on there for a month, came off, I think August 30th. And then he was inactive for the first game, but then he obviously had a big role Granted, it's a different position than linebacker, but still I think the Eagles are going to manage N'Kobe Dean and they're going to try to keep that peck or that shoulder. You know, he's had some shoulder issues. They're going to try to keep him as healthy as he can be. I don't think we're going to see him out there practicing every day. I think he's going to be managed. And, you know, I think that will delay kind of the start to his his career.
0: What we don't know about – you're right. We never know about injuries. How the hell can we know? We don't have a crystal ball to Mm -hmm. look into – Injuries can go other ways though. Like you said about Landon Dickerson. Oh, he's not even pregnant. Oh, he's on the pup list. Oh, why'd we take him in the second round? Uh-oh, here goes injuries to other guys on the That's, offensive line. Right. Dickerson gets slotted in there and he cracks you guys top 15, right? That's yeah. a guy who we didn't know anything about in camp and all of a sudden now he's on your top 15 list. What happens if Kyzie or White? Well, her. that's what exactly B. B. what I Edward think the hope
5: is. I mean, that's exactly – I wouldn't have had Landon on the top 25 list last year coming into the season, uh, just like I don't have Cam Jurgens on the top 25 list, and he's right. the 51st overall pick. One, right. there's not going to be a role for him barring injury, um, so that factors into it. But even if he was – even if Jason Kelsey retired and and they picked uh, Cam Jurgens to start at center – I wouldn't have him on the top twenty-five list. I mean, it, it's really but, good. But, but, John, where did you have Davis? Eight? Uh, where? Uh, probably 16, 15, 16. I think Ed had him a little bit lower. Do you have the boating there? I forget. I'm getting.
7: Uh, I I don't have it in front of me. But yes. um,
0: I. That, that, that's but I'm, i I'm, That's why I question when you say I couldn't put him on the list. But you put Davis at sixteen
5: because I think more of Jordan Davis than Nicobe Dean. I think more of Jordan Davis than than Cam Jurgens. And by the way, so does the rest of the NFL. One guy is the 13th pick in the draft. And by the way, and I, I, if, I if, if you're if you're gonna
0: tell me that you're gonna make your list off the draft, okay, fine. I understand. I would put
5: more into it than that. No, I'm telling you, anybody who's listened to this show and you should be listening to this show, Jody, knows how much I think of Jordan Davis as a player before the draft even started, before the when I said the Eagles are probably going to take him, probably going to get trade up. Yeah, I'm patting myself on the back to take him. I think he is a difference maker. I think he is a Bita Bay type player. I think there is maybe 10 players a year that come into the NFL with the kind of potential of Jordan Davis. That's not an insult to Cam Jurgens or Kobe Dean. I think he is a top-tier potential all-pro-like player, and I still have difficulty putting rookies on that list, but he's different to me than those guys. And, yeah, part of it is, and and the NFL is telling you, by where he's slotted, that he's different from those guys. They don't always get it right, and they might get it wrong with Jordan Davis, but potential wise, he might be the best six foot six, 345 pound athlete to ever play in the NFL at the defensive tackle position. I mean, that's the kind of physical attributes he has. And you're talking about an undersized linebacker. I'm sorry, Jody. There's a difference. There's a difference. There, John, there's a significant difference. I'm
0: not going to judge anybody being undersized until I see him play in the National Football League. I don't care what the pro. Okay. What about the athleticism for the position? Aaron Donald was drafted at number 13 when John McMullen said he should have been drafted in I the top did. five. Why? Because he was undersized. So I don't give a shit if a guy is undersized. But he was still. If he's number a great 13, player, plain and Jody. simple.
4: But
5: he was still number 13, even though he was undersized. What about the athleticism part of it? Nicobe Dean wasn't the most athletic linebacker on Georgia. He was the third most athletic linebacker on Georgia. Jordan Davis is the most athletic six foot six, three hundred and forty-pound player this league has ever seen never mind Georgia, never mind the Eagles, the entire National Football League has never seen a defensive tackle put up the type of physical traits that he did with the combine and all the drills and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you don't believe in that, that's fine. But that's why where he is, that's why he's where he is as a project. And people think he's projecting him to be a dominant dominant right. player and, that's the difference
0: to this day you have to look at that stuff but it just disappears as soon as he has a season in the national football league uh, jordan davis will have the season he has and he will produce to the level that he produces nicobe dean will have the season he has and he'll produce to the level he's going to produce what they did in the combine what their size is how athletic they are Becomes completely irrelevant once you have something to judge, and that's actual performance on the National Football League field. Right now, you're projecting, I'm projecting, Ed's projecting, we're all just projecting because neither one of us played it down in the league. But well, once they play, the fact that he, <laughs> he he high jumped in Indianapolis in shorts doesn't mean a flying, you know what? Well, it
5: helped we it now,
7: but
0: It's going to go by the boards within the next six months. Well, if you look
7: at college yeah. production, Okay, you, you mentioned college production to Judge Dean and Davis. I, there's the, the uh, perception that a lot of Dean's production and numbers were put up because of what Davis was able to do in front of him, occupy blockers, let Dean flow and make plays. So while the numbers didn't turn up on the stat sheet for Davis, and they might not this year either because of just the way he plays, the way he's able to occupy two, and Brandon Graham even said, hopefully three blockers, that frees up other guys to make plays. And to me, that if you're looking at college, and I know Dean had a great college career numbers wise, but I think a lot of that, you have to look at the guys in front of him, guys like Jordan Davis, who helped him do that. And I think that's what allowed him to excel as an undersized, excuse me, undersized linebacker. Now, you know, he's got great traits, he's got great speed, He you know, he's got great instincts, and we'll see how that manifests itself when Jordan Davis isn't in the game and the Kobe Dean is in the game. But I think Davis, by the way he's able to occupy blockers, will benefit that second level of the defense.
5: Yeah, and Jody and I, but that's one of my concerns with Jordan Davis, because a lot of his impact doesn't show up on the stat sheet and- It's it's it might be disappointing and it's and I use that word esoteric all the time when you're you're making other players better because you're engulfing blockers. And by the way, it's not just supposed to be TJ and Nikobe and Kaiser White, but also the edge rushers. It's supposed to make things easier for Hassan Reddick and Josh Wett and Brandon Graham, as Brandon mentioned. And hopefully, yeah, it it plays out. But that's what the Eagles are looking for when it comes to Jordan Davis. And by the way, <laughs> it's not an insult to Nabe Dean. Hopefully, he's in a situation, similar situation that he was in Georgia when he had Jordan Davis in front of him. and he still has Jordan Davis in front of him. Man. And he does have this high football IQ, and he does have these great instincts. And I look at TJ. Edwards as similar, Undrafted guy who was great in college, by the way. People don't realize he was, you know, an all-american. He was second in the Butkus Award, which Nicobe won uh back when he was with Wisconsin, but he couldn't run, right? Uh, 478, I think, was the 40 time. So you have all this college production, and he does he doesn't even get drafted. TJ Edwards, I'm talking about, but he comes into the NFL. He starts ninth on the depth chart, TJ said, what he got here. And he turns out to be the team's best linebacker. But it took a while, and he turned out to be the be- team's best linebacker because of his football instincts, his football IQ. And, oh, by the way, he kept working on it, and he's much faster than 4'7", 8". He's never going to be a 4'4 guy. But so Nicobe Dean's got an opportunity to be a very, very good player in this league. But, yeah, I mean, college production is not the be-all, end-all. And and the NFL is not going to pay attention and say, okay, this kid was great at college. And sometimes when they do that, Tim Tebow again, sometimes they get it wrong when they just rely on that. Even at Georgia, even at Alabama, if you just rely on college production, you're probably going to get it wrong. But that's just my
0: yeah. John, you're making my argument for me. Thank you very much. TJ Edwards, another one who was underdrafted. Had you looked at the college production, you could have got your hands on a starting yeah, linebacker. But in you you, you just
5: took out the but one why guy. Why would
0: I not give N'Kobe Dean that same kind of thing when he's, a thir- he's only a third-round draft pick? You mean he was only taken in the third round? I don't care where he was taken. I have my evaluation of how good yeah, the player's going to be. You... And other teams... Kudos to the Philadelphia Eagles for seeing what they saw in T.J. Edwards. But other teams could have got their hands on T.J. Edwards, too, if they watched this college tape.
5: Um, did you hear the Tim Tebow part of the conversation as well? There, The SEC is littered, littered with players who had tremendous college production and did nothing at the professional level. Michael Sam. Co-SEC Defensive Player of the Year, big you know, big story because he he was I believe the first draft pick to come out um, as 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 gay, um, but he was a hell of a college football player. Led the nation in sacks again, Co-SEC Defensive Player of the Year, but he was six foot two and he didn't have long arms, and he 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 didn't project as an edge rusher at the pro level and he wasn't fast enough to move the linebacker, he couldn't play. I remember Don Therious Thomas from Auburn. He was a, 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 a four-star student. He ran a 4-4. I remember the Vikings told me, this guy's going to be the best coverage linebacker in football. He's so smart. He was awful. He was one of the worst coverage linebackers I've ever seen. He just didn't have a feel for the game. It doesn't. It it there's my point, Jody. Is there's a hundred examples in one direction, a hundred examples in the other direction, where I think the Kobe and TJ match up, and I think it's a positive. Football IQ instincts, football IQ instincts, and if you have the players around you, and the Kobe team certainly had the players around him at Georgia. Hopefully, he'll have them here at, at Philadelphia. That means he's got a chance. He's got a chance. It's not an insult, though, to say, last smack dab day one, you're not in the top 25 of a team that has the seventh best roster in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. Do you here's think that's why, an yes. insult? I,
0: and, Let's uh, let Ed say. I'm Let's coming get, we're let... The... I, sorry, Ed. I just got to get this <laughs> in. Um, go, go, go. Here's where I come to the defense of Nicobe Dean. He's going to be better than the entire last five, maybe the last seven or eight that you guys have on the list. Jake Dristil's started, what, a handful of games in the National Football League? I don't think he's starting this year. I think Isaac Samalo, if he stays healthy, which we know he never does, is going to get plugged in to the right guard. Jake Dristil's going to have a good time sitting on the bench this year. He's He's not going to play. N'Kobe Dean's going to play, and you got Jake Driscoll in at number 25. So, yes, I think you did a disservice to him.
5: Well, Jack has played. Jack's from the SEC. Jack was the – And Jack played, but you got – again, we're back
0: to Davis is ranked higher, and he's never played it down. So there is some projection involved in your list, and I'm projecting N'Kobe Dean to step in, to play, to put up stats – to help the Eagles win games, whereas for this upcoming yeah, but, season, but, I think Jack Driscoll's going to have a good time sitting on the bench for the Eagles.
5: Kobe Dean to Jordan Davis, you could just as easily compare to Kobe Dean to Grant Calcaterra as a third-round pick versus a six-round pick or or Kyron Johnson. Um, why why is, is Kobe Dean thought to be uh, uh, better uh, than than those guys? Not only because of his production in college, but because of, he was selected in the third round. They were selected on day three. You're you're talking about a top 13 pick in the NFL draft, and saying, "Oh, that's no difference than a guy who slid to the and third again, round." And again, I know you haven't gotten to him yet. Where was Jason Kelsey drafted? Sixth round.
0: Okay. Well, and at some point, where you're drafted goes by the wayside. That you but, just yeah.
5: purely so judge with the 13 years the though. National football yeah, and, and 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 when kobe has got four All Pros on the resume, yeah, I'll have them really high on the list, Jody, really high, until <laughs> he gets those. Wait, four where runs. was where was Jack Driscoll drafted?
7: Fourth uh, round, fourth round, fourth,
0: fourth round. round. Okay,
7: but, but um, he he started. He has started 13 games 13 in two games. years. Thirteen 20, years. and he's played in 20 games. Okay, in in what two two seasons. So That's 33 games he's played in 20 of those. And he's made 13 starts. He's a valuable reserve on this team. Even if he doesn't start, he is a a very key backup. He's your first guy off the bench if there's an injury. And who knows, maybe he wins that right guard spot from Isaac Ciamalo. I don't think so. I don't think John thinks so. But he's a valuable reserve. He's proven to be that. And Even though I didn't have Driscoll on my top 25, I had N'Kobe Dean in there, and and John had Driscoll, I think, 24 or or wherever. Um, He's valuable, and I can see value in being in the top 25 if you're the guy, especially the Eagles offensive line, which hasn't stayed healthy all year, and rarely do offensive lines all stay healthy through the course of 16, 17 games now. Um, so you need depth and, and Jack Triscoll is a very, very good depth play, piece and he's very valuable to have on this roster. So I don't have a big complaint with him being in the top 25 down at number 20. Yeah. Because-
5: and, and back yeah. with Jack, I mean, the thing with me and Jack and why I put him on the list, he, he not only played, he played well. I mean, he, he, he played well. And, and by the way, I didn't expect it to be honest. Um, I thought, he didn't play that well as a rookie at right tackle and he came in as a right tackle, a natural right tackle. Then all of a sudden he's got to play right guard. You say, well, this is going to be ugly. And it wasn't, he played really, really well to the point the Eagles think maybe he's going to be better long term inside. That wasn't the original plan. And I think pro football focus had him graded number 20 in the entire league as a guard last year. So you think about that. There's 32 teams, right? So that means there's 64 starting guards in this league. Jack Driscoll was 20. 20. Now, part of that is Jeff Stoutman. Um, no doubt about it, him getting players up, and he's had a tremendous history of that. And, well, I think if he played more, that probably regresses a little bit back to the mean. People start game planning you a little bit better, and he's certainly got the injury issues which are real and you got to throw them in the mix but that guy played really really well when given the opportunity i i i think he belongs on the list yeah and and, but you know and and 25 is 25 where it is right there's 22 stars. i'm
0: I'm as big a fan of the kobe dean as i have somebody's got to go so if he's 25 he's got to be the guy who's a limit i got no problems if you want to keep uh driscoll and, and drop Derek barnett you know that I got no. no problem taking Barnett off the top. Well, no, I know 25.
5: nobody, nobody has any problem taking Derek
7: off yeah, the list. He wasn't on yeah. my list either. But he's a good I...
5: football player. Yeah. He's a good yeah. football player.
7: Just not as
5: good as he was supposed
7: would, to be. Well, Jody, would you have put Kaiser White uh behind the Kobe Dean at this Absolutely. point? Yeah, you would. Okay. Um a-
0: ask me about the Eagles other linebacker. Uh,
7: TJ. TJ. I would yeah. put well, N'Kobe you
0: know, Dean ahead of T.J. Yeah. Edwards. And I know how good a season Edwards has last night. I'm harping on production. Oh, T.J. gave you a ton of production last year. I think that N'Kobe Dean steps in and is the Well, best, you
5: like the player. The There's nothing wrong with back. that. There's nothing wrong with that. You clearly like the player. Uh, you, th- you thought he should have been a first-round pick. Correct. I think, I think even before – and if you go back to the pre-draft process, guys – and this will, we got to get Ed out of here. Apologize in the middle of Jody and I's argument. But if you go back to the pre draft process, you know, most of the, the, the mock drafts, they had Devin Lloyd going first at linebacker, N'Kobe going second, both this first round picks. But if be, as you got later into it, and you got more of the NFL scouts and they're talking to us and all that kind of stuff. Then it became, man, this guy might not be, uh, a first-round pick. He might bridge into the second round. Because um,
0: God forbid the measurables didn't come
5: back the well, way you that's, wanted at that's the combine. Part that's part of it. but And, and Jody, you might remember, I kept asking, I think it was Carl it was N'Kobe Dean, and there was a third player I can't remember, who I so, sort of got the feel were dropping a little bit. And I said on the show, I said, N'Kobe's not going to be a first-round pick. I had no idea about the injuries and that, you know, he should have been a second round pick without the injuries. Um, But nobody has any idea of that. And that's why he fell into the third round. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's five foot 11. I mean, it's it's tough. You know, Avante Maddox was 14th on our list. Avante was a terrible outside corner when the Eagles tried to play him there. Terrible. Terrible. He's one of the best nickel corners in the game. Why is he terrible outside and he's great inside? Part of it is
7: measurables. I mean, it does matter. Ed. Yeah. Well, listen, here's what I think we should do. I think when the season's over, the three of us should put down our top 25 Eagles players, the best players after the season's over. Right. And, and we'll see where Nicobe is. We'll see where TJ is. See where Jordan Isaiah. is. We'll see where Jordan – yeah. I mean, that's certainly – I'll put it in my little story idea envelope, and I'll pull it out after the Eagles win the Super Bowl in February. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. right, we,
0: got, we got to let you go, but I got to ask you one question before we go, because um, you, like me, I see you're a coffee guy. McMullen drinks water when he's on the air, but I, I still like to, to drink coffee. Uh, have you been drinking – Black rifle coffee.
7: Oh, you know, a a friend of mine in Indianapolis, I go on his show every Saturday. Um, he just bought me a bag of black rifle and sent it. Oh, and um, it's a big sponsor of his show. You're canceled, Ed. You're canceled. Uh, You are gonna
0: get canceled. You shouldn't admit to that here on Birds 365.
7: Well, I. I just had it like two weekends ago. He he sent it to me. I was and... just
0: kidding. This was supposed to be a joke. Well... This wasn't supposed to be, yes, I have my Black Rifle coffee right here, right now.
7: No, I didn't know the background of Black Rifle. He's like, it's a sponsor. And he asked me one time on the show, do you drink? And I said, I never have. And he said, I'm going to send you a bag. He sent me a bag. And you know what?
0: Was it, was it good?
5: good.
7: I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it could be. That and, be and and
0: uh, I d- have never had it. I don't think I ever will. Um, and the actual name is like not good, but you might be able to get away with it. But when part of their offerings are AK forty seven espresso,
7: I know, know. silencer
0: smooth
7: and I murdered that.
0: out. That's a flavor murdered out.
7: I, I didn't know and any it's of that. Now
0: a major sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. What yeah, the that's
7: hell? Not that's not yeah. good. I I just thought it was black rifle. I didn't know there was all these different brands and varieties of it. But I think which, which one, one thing... did you get? You, did you just get plain, or did I... he send you off <laughs> the murdered out blend? No, I didn't get anything that I thought I, that I found too offensive. I must okay. have gotten just the plain, but. Uh it was not bad. And uh I think when you buy a bag, a portion of it goes to, to uh you know the, military.
0: the NRA, yeah. It
7: might be the NRA. But listen, I like I said, I, I I just heard the advertisement and he asked me, I said sure. And he sent me a bag. What am I gonna do? Send it back? I, I drank it, it was not bad. Yeah, so do I buy not it again bad. probably that's not.
0: Yeah. God yeah. damn it, that's why we love you, cratch. You come <laughs> on, God you don't bless complain you. about me and John screaming at each yeah. other. You you pump the products. You're the best, Ed Kratz.
7: <laughs> you are the best. I'm not pumping the products. I'm not telling people to buy it. I'm just saying. I, now, there, I, there we go. See, you know, now there is an example of an excellent trade, Jody.
5: There's Ed Kratz backtracking, like one of the absolutely. greatest cornerbacks. When it down, boom, do that 180.
7: Good yeah. job, Kratz. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna. I think I might make the top 10 list after this yeah. season.
5: Look with at that him. Kind of he, he just opened his hips and, and had a tremendous <laughs> back pedal. Uh, There was Ed Kratz.
0: Spin and turn. Any good stuff? Thanks, buddy. We'll talk next week.
5: Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry, Ed. Ed You don't have to apologize. I have to apologize because I went off. Because both you and Ed are, in my estimation, under. You're you're evaluating. You're projecting. You're predicting. And I think you're both coming up short on how big a difference N'Kobe Dean is going to make. in
5: the Yeah, team. I thought we were going to, to be honest, I thought we were going to get more into Jalen being so low on the list, but we got into a wormhole. Um, it, it, no, it, I, all de- I think you guys got Jalen exactly where he should be. Um, it all depends on your definition. Like, Ed, Ed, like I have a problem putting kickers on there. I mean, I see Ed, I mean, Jake Elliott, Does his job, you know, he's one of the best 25 doing his particular job. I just have a mental block when it comes to kickers. I, I have a hard time, you know, putting them on the a list of best 25 football players, but I can see other people having a different definition. And then, yeah, I mean, with rookies, it's really hard for me. And I've, to be honest, if the Eagles picked a rookie probably 25th in the draft, like, say, Jalen Ryder's here. Now, and this is before Jalen Rager's 20, what was he, 21. Um, even Andre Dillard year. I wouldn't have put them on the list. I mean, I'm, I have a difficult time putting rookies on a list of 25 best NFL players. That's how much I think of Jordan Davis. He's yeah, the outlier. I was going to
0: say, John, I, I concur with what you're saying. But if you're going to put Davis up as high as number 18, then you are – taking a projectional look at what you think he's going to be able to do in his first year. So you're not just eliminating. Rookies. Yeah,
5: but he's the outlier. That's what I'm saying. He's the outlier, not Nicobe Dean. Yeah. He, I... he, he's the rare one. And that's why I bring up Andre Dillard, Jalen Rager players like that. I wouldn't have them in the top. And that was before they failed. I wouldn't have put them up that high.
0: All right. McMullen and McDonald, uh, Long second segment of the show. Quickie timeout coming. Chris Franklin yet to come. Keep it here on Birds 365.
6: At 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> go to right, go to look, I thank mama. Mama, go up, oh, mama! She did it.
4: Again, you can't
2: avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh
4: huh.
0: Got uh, your Mac and Mac goods. McDonald's and McMullen here with John Bird's 365. Chris Franklin NJ.com. gonna hop aboard. uh, So we're very eagle centric today, uh, even though I did bring bring up Black Rifle Coffee.
5: Black Rifle. Who was it? Um, Uh. By the way, Chris Franklin joining us from vacation. So no, where is he a, on vacay? I don't know, but he said he's on vacation. Said he'd do the show Wednesday. I'm like, oh, thanks. But so he's God his, bless Got his Chris laptop
0: Ryan. with him. Or are we gonna get a, yeah. a beach back? I don't know. It's
5: gonna be interesting. We'll we'll see. Yeah, that should we'll be see. cool.
0: Uh and by the way, that's deals is one of our regular streamers. We appreciate all you guys on the stream for uh commenting uh during the show. He says Black Rifle Coffee, damn good. Yeah. Well, I can
5: believe that. I mean, uh, you know, I, it's, a, it's a difficult time for black rifle coffee. I imagine to, to, but I, but there's no reason to think it can't be tasty. Can't be a great coffee. We're, yeah. we're commenting
0: on the quality of the coffee. The reason why I brought it up with Ed, and I, it, you would have had to give me a hundred to one ahead of time <laughs> that Ed was the answer was going to be. Oh yeah, I just had my black rifle coffee. I, that was supposed to be an, a flippant off. Yeah. Oh, I know.
5: Yeah. Not It
0: not, not actually commenting on that. I thing.
5: had never heard and of it, Black Rifle Coffee until the story
0: yesterday.
7: Came out. Yeah. Yesterday's the, the first
0: time I've, I, I ever heard of it because there was a big story about the Cowboys announcing on Twitter via social media that they, they had struck a partnership with this Black Rifle Coffee, which prior to yesterday, I would never heard of. And I had no idea that they had blends, the three of which I just read to you, which I don't understand why, unless they are just making such a political statement tied to their product. If that's the way they want to do business, that's the way they want to do business. But for the Cowboys to announce the partnership, the day after the mass shooting in Chicago, The morning after the incident uh, here at the parade, the the performance on the parkway in Philadelphia, it just smacks of the worst possible timing and not understanding what's going on in the world around you. Why would the Cowboys announce it uh, uh, the day that they did yesterday?
5: Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Um, I did, you know, people jump to, uh, political uh, leanings very quickly you i often you know is it that or is it just incompetence and not realizing the moments um i do know shame you know, on them either way maybe a little more shame one way than the other but it's a shame on the cowboys either way is it not well i agree but i think one is 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 much less uh incendiary than the other I I only say that for this reason, Jody. I know how little um, people give to their social media sort of outlets. And usually it's some kind of intern or low level employee putting this stuff out there and they do something stupid. And all of a sudden you're like, well, you know, maybe, you know, get somebody in that job who has some experience, who has, you know, sort of a news head or, you know, something of that nature but, you know, it's a sponsorship, so maybe they just rolled it out. It is Texas. I mean, you know, the joke is when you hit Texas, they give you a gun when you enter the state. Right, I mean, but aren't, it's aren't different... the
0: Dallas Cowboys supposed to be America's team? Yeah, well, They're not insulated right there in Texas. I know where their hub of operation is, but they've been called America's team for Four decades, five decades now, however long it's been yeah,
5: going. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Well, it, it, to me, the only question is what I said: is it is it overt or is it incompetence? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for now that it's incompetence. Uh, I think that's the lesser of two evils. Um, but if you told me tomorrow it came out that then no, they did it on purpose, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, But I'm leaning towards more incompetence than anything else.
0: You're probably right, because uh, at least what I saw two or three reports, um, people attempted to reach out to the Cowboys and ask why they decided to make this announcement on this day via social media, and the Cowboys did not respond. Um, If it had been, no, they actually want to, Take a stance, make a statement, say they are Texas's team, then I think they would have responded. The fact that they didn't respond, uh, they could be judging the water on public relations, but uh, I think there's a better chance that they just said, "Yeah, no, we were planning to roll it out," and nobody, <laughs> and nobody, no, nobody the, went yeah. to person X whose job mm-hmm. it was to put it out there on Twitter and go, "No, no, 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 we want to, we might want to hold off on this a couple days."
5: Yeah, um, and that's my guess, and. Yeah, it's it's it, it wasn't a good look. I think it's fair to say that, to say the least, it wasn't a good look for the for the Dallas Cowboys. But you know what? Yeah, you know, the news cycle is what it is and people forget about it in forty eight hours. So right, that's uh... that's probably the strategy of not playing into the comments and you know, issuing a comment or things of that nature. We
0: got Chris Franklin joining us from vacation coming up next. So we could jump back into the birds, fear not birds fans. Uh, but I do have uh, one other National Football League question for you, John, uh, just because it makes me laugh and I like to laugh. Um, dueling NFL information. What's Sealski's uh, description? Broker,
5: information broker.
0: Two dueling information brokers yesterday. Ian Rappaport said that according to his sources, The Seattle Seahawks have never had any real interest in Baker Mayfield, which flies right in the face of a report this weekend that said Seattle was close to making a deal for Baker Mayfield. And Josina Anderson, who from time to time pops up here in Philadelphia because she's had some guys on the Eagles that she's been tight with and gotten information from. uh, She says, that's just inaccurate that we will find out, it doesn't mean that the deal is going to get done, but she uh, tweeted uh, after Rappaport put out what he put out on Twitter. That's just inaccurate. I love when information brokers fight.
5: It it just,
0: it makes me smile when I see them going at each other, because this happens from time to time. One source's information says one thing. The other person's source of information says enough. It's, it's not impossible, but I love when information brokers fight.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, it is what it is. I, I, I've never. Who do you think's coach. got it right then? Um, Joe Um.
0: So then if that's the case and you and I both agree on this and both of us give our buddy Mike Sealsky, who was here with yesterday, a ton of credit for coming up with that term because it fits perfectly. You are given information to put out there. Sometimes it's dead on accurate. Sometimes it's pretty damn misleading, but they want a, a specific narrative to be told why do you think they're leading Rappaport astray? Who do you think he's getting it from? If you think Josina's got it right, that the conversations have been had, maybe even they were close to a deal. Um, Where do you think the misinformation from Rappaport is coming?
5: Um, Well, you know, probably from an agent trying to drum up more interest um, would be my guess. That'd be the most likely part of it. Uh, could be, you know, Cleveland trying to drum up interest. Who knows? Um, that, to me, is probably the goal. Uh, trying to get as much as possible uh, for Baker Mayfield. Maybe you're trying to play off Carolina versus Seattle. Um, so, could be coming in a number of different directions. Um, Chosin is so plugged in with players. That, that, to me, I mean, she gets stuff directly from players. I mean, directly from players. Yeah, but see, this is more of a trade deal. No, I know, but, uh, you know, and there's, I'm sure there's some players who lead things up to their agents, but there are not many who, who don't want to know what's going on. Um, and I want to be surprised. Hey, you're going to show up in Seattle or Carolina, you know, Especially quarterbacks who tend to take a, uh, a very big, you know, part in their futures. Um, that, but it's all just speculation from my part. I just know Josina gets stuff directly from players, so and she rarely um, her her and people in this town don't like her for obvious reasons. But right. she try to find something she's gotten wrong over the years. It's very difficult
0: right but every once in a while players i think very 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 infle- frequently, but every once in a while the players will get into the information misinformation game
5: not to her though not to her and that's part part of it is the history maybe to me maybe to other people they'll they'll tweak us and try to send us in a different direction not to her
0: you think she um, gets the real deal every single time she has to to date she has the date. Okay. I got to yeah. give her credit. I just would love to know now who, but who would be, who would be giving her information? Uh, a player wouldn't know if they're talking, Seattle's talking to uh, Cleveland about Baker Mayfield. That's, that's an inside the the, the room. Well, the agent,
5: deal. his, his agent, I forget his, his agent probably knows. And you know, his agent definitely knows um, Baker's. Yeah. Um, so that part of it and you know he'll come he'll communicate it to his client so that's how players sort of get the information um but w- when Do you it comes think baker
0: to- got it from his agent that they were talking and then baker gave it to josina that hey yes Seattle is- that would
5: be that would be my guess. Okay. obviously it's purely speculation but that would be right my uh, guess, i my i asked guess.
0: I asked him to speculate. Thank hmm. you for speculating for me. <laughs> I right, We'll ask Chris Franklin to speculate on a whole bunch of different Eagles things with us. He is live. He's on vacation. It looks like he's in a hotel room or something. I thought we were getting the beach backdrop.
5: No, he's, there, he's outside, I think. He's outside. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Outside. I see him shaking is his
0: that, head. Is that a yellow brick wall, not a curtain in the. God, punch him up real quick, uh, Tone. Put Franklin in the box. We'll just say hi to him, and then we'll get the commercial break in. We have to get in. Are we not capable of doing there it? He yeah, is. There he is. What, what uh, do you got in the background there, Chris Franklin?
5: Eyes uh, on mute. Who's on? Who's?
1: <clears throat> oh, sorry. My bad. That was me. That was on me. Uh, okay. I think I got to do that. Uh, it was a, got some siding. Got some grass in the backyard <laughs> right now. So, you know, I'm just enjoying it. It's a beautiful day. There's no work. So, hey. Is a rent, some
0: rental fun. property you're at? Or is that or your Or is it like a state?
1: This, oh, this Delaware. one! Case. I was in Atlantic City last night. Probably going Brigantine. Probably going to go down to Ocean City, Cape May later on, like a couple of days later. So yeah, nice. this, it's everywhere. So I'm going join this. You're <laughs> a nice. traveling
5: vacation guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chris is like I asked Chris to come on the show. He said I'm on vacation, but I can do Wednesday. I'm like, wow, thanks, bud. I you oh, know man. I just like enjoy it, but
1: it's a, fun. is legit fun talking Eagles with you guys. It's, oh, it fun is. Oh, so, it's fun. Gotta love that period. Woo
0: there you go before (laughs) you know it camp's gonna be open grass time for you guys all right we'll come back with chris franklin in just a couple right here on birds 365
6: 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to Redder, go to Cafe, Mama, go up, mama! She did it.
2: Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Franklin from NJ.com taking a couple of minutes out of his vacay to hop aboard with us. Yes, and we truly appreciate that, Franklin. You're you're too dedicated. You're over the friggin' top, uh, but <laughs> we 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 readily take advantage of you. So thank you for allowing us to do so. <laughs> I right, no uh, here's here's we're we going. Question number one. Good. I need you to give me a percentage. I'm gonna put it on the truthometer, okay? Okay. From zero to a hundred. Zero percent truth being like, oh, I don't know. You watch the waitress with the beautiful derriere walk by you, and your significant other catches you, and you try and go down the road of, oh no, I was just checking out the hamburger on the tray. Yeah, right. Okay, that's a zero. And a hundred percent is, oh yeah, I believe that. Uh, No question in my mind. He could walk into the confessional right now and say, Father, I'm telling the truth. And Father would say, yes, bless you, son. I believe you. So it's somewhere between zero and 100%. Where do you put the Eagles' statement of if they hadn't taken Cam Jurgens in the second round, they would have taken N'Kobe Dean?
1: As much as I like hamburgers and as much as I <laughs> probably need to say six Hail Marys and everything, i probably put it around 30% because – I really think that they were looking for offensive line in that section. Although I think personally, I would have taken Dean in that spot, but something tells me, uh, I think they, they were looking very, very, I, mean, I heard they were looking mm-hmm. for Angel Jurgens, They were looking to address one of those needs, one of those needs either center or guard around the interior offensive alignment around that spot. So, I think it. I think it was a nice luxury when they look on the board and see him in the third round. Then, oh yeah, Dean. Oh yeah, we always wanted him. It was a nice thing to say it then. But I think overall, it's,
0: Here, I here's think why. And guy. I'm stepping on every birthday, and I apologize for it. But you can tell I really like Nickobi Dean. But <laughs> the Eagles are just so full of it; it's ridiculous. If they actually wanted to take him where they took Cam Jerkins, and they they're good with the pick, whatever, whatever we would think about taking. And five picks go by and they don't do anything and 10 picks go by and they don't do anything and 20 picks go by and they don't do anything. And 25 picks go by and they don't do a thing. Are you telling me if you were actually going to take the kid in the second round and he's sitting there, you're going to let someone else pick him off the board in the third round. No way. You're going to move up five slots, three slots, two slots, whatever you got to do, give up that stinking seventh round pick. To get up there and assure yourself of N'Kobe Dean, I think that is 100 percent revisionist history. Well, here, here's gonna take him in the second. here's
5: where I like Chris's number. I'd like that number 30. I might even go as high as 35, 40, but I ultimately I find it hard to believe. But from Jody's perspective, well, they had to give up four picks to go get you know Jordan Davis, so they didn't have a lot to go up. Um, once they made the Davis trade Um, and the last thing, they only had five picks to begin with. If you're moving up again, um, then you even have less than that. So I, I think that affected things, but, and then I kind of look at, at, at 51. So the Eagles took Cam Jurgens at 51, you know, who, who was there at, 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 you know, positions of need. Everybody thought cornerback at the time because that was, you know, pre-James Bradbury. Cam Taylor Britt was the next corner who went 60. I'm trying to look at that. And then it was uh, Martin Emerson at 68. So I don't know. There weren't a lot of people for the Eagles to select. If somebody took Juergens at 50, I think there's an outside chance they would have took Dean at, at 51, uh, uh, but I'd like 30%, Chris.
1: And especially when you look at the way the team values linebackers, At the most part, they already had Kaiser White. They already had TJ Edwards. They say they were still very much invested in Davion Taylor. So a linebacker looked pretty sad. I think it's one of those situations where he fell in their lap. And they're just like, wait, he's still on the board? We're probably going to catch some heat if we don't pick him. Because when you look long-term – TJ Edwards' contract's in next year. You signed White's one-year deal. It's so much influx. You don't know what you and speaking of Taylor. You still don't know what we truly have in them. So I think it was a pick that feels too old. And I, I still look at that second round and and you look back at the history of this team and trying to pick linebackers and they gave up Dever White. They gave up that first one already. They got AJ Brown with it, which is a good one. But you could have used a pick to move up or to get back in the first round to get guys like that. But it's, it just looked overall, but. It, a all, right, see, of business history. <laughs> all
0: right. I'm going to give you another, uh, uh, zero to hundred question. Have some fun with this one. Um, the, we are an all-star team quote last week <laughs> from our, uh, buddy, Miles Sanders zero being zero effect. Nothing burger has zero effect on Eagles, uh, upcoming season to 100%. Oh shoot. He just Vince youngness. With the uh, dream team comment, uh, give us the—we know it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. Which is it closer to, complete and utter nothing burger, to oh shoot, there goes my dream. It's a nightmare. He screwed us by going down that road.
1: I think it's a zero personally. I think it, I think he was looking, and I—I I think he got enough veteran talent, uh, talent around there, and the coaching staff were to keep that team in check because it's sort of like like when I look at this team, I hear something like that. It's sort of like what her Brooks said, like uh, Kurt Russell says, Herbert Brooks is a miracle. Like, this team is not talented enough to win on talent alone. So I think that <laughs> the veterans are know what's going on with that. They see, they know the whole entire situation. They've been through something like this, so they won't do this. Now, if Sanders comes out and plays like Ronnie Brown a couple of <laughs> this, this season, then I think we look, we look back at that moment and go, oh, well, there it is. But I think overall, when you look at everything else, when you say stuff like that, it's, it's nothing. It, it really truly is nothing. You may get set you may get brought in and go, hey, listen, you know, I'm down a little bit, but I think he's hearing that from everybody else now. But it's, I think it's nothing when it
5: comes Yeah, to that. I'm, I'm I'm, with you. I'm with you at zero percent. And I'm going to go this far, Chris. I think Vince Young was zero percent. And your buddy, I saw your buddy Les Bowen at NJ.com kind of wrote about that. Les was there for the Vince Young mm-hmm. stuff. You and I weren't covering the team at that point. So he actually went through that stuff. What the, I mean, other than other people taking Vince Young's comments, it had nothing to do with that team underachieving, Uh Nor will, if this particular team underachieves, yeah, a bunch of us will write stories about, hey, remember when Miles said it oh, was yeah. an all-star as team? Oh, yeah, as well you should. Yeah. <laughs> it will have no effect on, on them not being an all-star team. And I'd look at it from this perspective with Miles. I'd rather have a guy say that than a guy that said, oh, golly, gee, shucks. I don't know how good we are. I I, I don't want that guy. I don't know why people have such a problem. What do you want Miles to say? No, we stink. We stink. We're terrible. I I get it. You could be, you know, more tempered and say we got a chance to be very good. You can can do it more politically, but I don't have a problem with it.
0: All right. So then let, let me ask this of both of you because it's kind of like what uh, Miles did. Yesterday, Micah Parson of the Cowboys said that he and Trayvon Diggs, combined as a defensive duo, can be better than Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Do you take that same stance of, well, that's what you expect them to say. It's it's a confidence thing. It's a good thing. Good on them. I would love
5: it. I would love it if I were a Cowboys fan. I would love. Yeah, it. You,
1: you'd want your guys to think they're the best, or they think if they're thinking like, "Hey, you know what? Oh, we're we're like mid tier guys. We're we're in the middling. We're still we're we're nowhere near that." Then you start to question about you go know, to your scouts and you know, go, "Why'd you get me a guy who doesn't have confidence and his, his makeup is?" You start to question his makeup a little bit. Um, I just don't. I don't get. And, and on a separate note, I actually like what Sanders said because it actually let it was actually a player actually giving some real insights. It wasn't the can lines it wasn't looking at once he was actually open with the, the CBS guy. And if that's what I put the caveat, if Miles said that, you know, he was taking out context, if that's what he was taking out of context and that's one other story, if he was actually real, that I, 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 I welcome him being open with that. And I think a lot of guys now want to see some of that stuff and they're like, well, we can't be open. and can't be real thinking what we really believe in this locker room. Now, oh, maybe we can just go with the, we're going to take it one day at a time. We're going to just do everything else. i like, I actually thought it was kind of refreshing to see that from a player, especially when it comes to an Eagles player. So I thought, like
5: yeah, and cool. I, I, I think it could be a self fulfilling prophecy for a player. I look at Slay for, I mean, Slay thinks he's the best corner in football, um, and he's close to it. Um, now you got to have the physical gifts, obviously. You got to have that uh, as a foundation, but. It doesn't hurt to think you're the best corner in football if you have the confidence to go, you know what? There's nobody's going to beat me. I love it. I love it. You know, Devontae Smith's got that sort of understated confidence as well as a young player. Every time I see it, I think it's a really, really good thing. And that includes, you know, Eagles fans aren't going to like it, but that includes Dallas. And Micah Parsons, why not? Man, that guy is he's not going to be Aaron Donald, but he's, he's, he, he really, you talk about a rookie player. I can't remember a rookie player being that dominant since maybe Javon curse back with Tennessee. Uh, That was the last rookie I saw dominate, maybe Aaron Donald. (laughs) Aaron's in every conversation, Um, but it doesn't happen that, that, that often, I think confidence is a big part of it.
1: You know, and you need that because when this team goes through that stretch where they have to play the Packers and you play the Titans, I, there's that stretch of the schedule where it's going to be tough. There may be about two or three losses in a row. I, I really think it could be that, especially late in the season, we're in the heat of trying to jockey for positioning, not only for the NFC East, but potentially playoff season. So if you have guys that are confident in that and say, hey, you know what? I know we're better at this. I know we're good at this. Look at the talent around this room. We can do this and move on. That helps out a lot in going – all right, guys, we suck. All right, we're done. It's over. Let's sit back. And uh, you know what? I, I got I got plans for uh, Mexico after the season's <laughs> over because we're done. So, stuff like that. Yeah, I'd rather be those confident guys.
0: Nobody <laughs> wants to see him uh, go there to Mexico after the season unless it's way after the season, like sometime in February. Uh, looked up the over-under numbers for the Eagles this year, uh, Chris Franklin. Over under uh, 10 and a half wins for the Eagles this year. Um, Plus, or 125. So you'd have to put up 125 to win 100 if you believe the Eagles are going to win 10 games or more. Plus a, a 10 and a half over under, if you think they're winning 11 games, plus 170. So you only have to put up 100 to win 170. So that's the cutting line between... Uh, 10 and 11, if you were making a play, which one do you feel confident enough to get to 11, to get the extra juice, to get it up to 170, or are you drawing a line at 10 wins for the Eagles this year?
1: 11 was my number for this season, so I'm feeling confident laying that down. I, I really thought it was because when I look at oh, – when I look at uh, – I, I think the loss is going to be the Packers. I look at the Titans. I look at one of the Cowboys' losses. I look at the Cardinals' as a loss. And I think that last Giants game, when they have nothing to play for, I think that's a loss, too. Otherwise, when you look at all the other stuff that they have now, I think everything else is in play. So i look at that, and I think I'd comfortably take the uh, the 11 wins. And I'm shocked. I saw that line, and I remember the first over was 9.5. And, a half. and then I think a lot of people in Vegas, and maybe got heavily influenced in Philadelphia, pumped it up to that 10.5. So i, I definitely take the Eagles in that.
5: You know, one of the things is expectations. That's been one of my themes, Chris. And it seems like this dead period has been all optimism for the Eagles. Everybody's coming out with lists and they have a top 10 roster and their offensive line is the best in football. Their defensive line is top 10 They're, You know, they have great, Duo of corners, their receivers. They haven't had a thousand yard receiver, it seems like, in forever yet. They have a top five receiving group, according to Pro Football Focus. We know about the tight end. Um, a lot of talent on this team. If it goes in a negative direction, how much heat comes on this coaching staff? It's very rare you have the continuity, the exact same coaching staff together for a second straight season. How much heat comes down on that coaching staff as a whole?
1: Well, it's going to be a lot, especially through the first. I'd probably say the first six games. If this team comes out and looks flat, if it looks like the offense is stagnant, if it looks like there's the pass rush is not getting what it should be, given that what you have now on that front line with this, with the addition of Hassan Reddick. I know it's going to take like maybe a game or two. Like I'll just give him a, a game to get in, really in the flow for a newer guys to get into that system and get acclimated, and get a good true feel and sense with, with games. speed. but if this six games in and you look at this team and they're 500 or below, I'd say even 500 like they're 33 or below 500, then I think you'll start to see a lot of the people will start questioning Sirianni, people will start questioning the change for the play calling, people will start looking at that and we're gonna start hearing that why he's a defensive coordinator and why not. I think you see a lot of that starting to happen, but it, especially with it's going they don't if they don't start the season probably like four and two, given who they have to play, then it, it might be some rough times. It won't be fun
4: in Philadelphia.
0: So, Along those lines, uh, and I think we've addressed this with you before. You come on often enough while you're on vacation, so I think we already went there. But uh, doubling back, Shane Steichen. I didn't know he was calling the plays. second half of the season. They kept that pretty well under wraps. And it comes out just recently that that was the case. And Shane's going to have the responsibility to start the year this year. Talk about pressure. Yeah, the difference between he was just like a guy calling in a place that we all believe Sirianni was calling all the plays. Uh, he basically was a communicator. <clears throat> so what? Uh, who cares? Uh, I could do that. John could do that. Uh, John's dog could do that. Um. Anybody can call in the plays. Now we know he's the guy who's actually choosing the plays. How much more pressure on Steichen this year?
1: I think now, given that the additions they have now, I think it's a lot more. I wonder. I'm. I wonder how much we're going to see more of a vertical change as a and uh, staying with that as opposed to more of the screen game and the run game because that was the mo when we heard when he was coming and joining the Eagles was that he was heavily into the run run game and screening. even when he had Justin Herbert, but that's kind of what helped Herbert develop as a quarterback. So I want to know how much he's going to actually, you know, continue to try to take the shots down the field, put those pressures on the safeties to try to open stuff up in the middle. Cause I really think they can really do that. And it kind of helps. So I think it's going to help Jalen Hurts, I think as well, too, having a former quarterback that's there that understands the game that has been in some pressure situations and when he's at UNLV and, you look at a guy like that, and, he, and he's the one that was always in Hertz's ear, calling the plays and radioing the plays, and so that familiarity continues over too. So I just want to see how aggressive he's going to be when it comes to taking shots out of the field. Because if they, they are, I think it's going to they're going to act like the the, the big the big jabs to soften up those the defenses so you can take advantage of that middle of the field with the speed that he's has. there.
5: Uh, Chris, along this coaching theme we've gone down. Um... I think we all expect changes. You mentioned some of them offensively being more vertical. You have AJ Brown now. Uh, you have another uh, a full season as a starter uh, under the belt of Jalen Hurts. Uh, more experience there. Defensively, we all know the excuses or explanations, whatever you uh, uh, adjective you want to use um, for Jonathan Gannon the shop shell coverage, we expect changes with all the talent, Hassan Reddick, Jordan Davis, Kaiser White, the Dean, James Bradbury, on and on and on. Um, if, if, if one is the same, what would you be more disappointed? In other words, if the Eagles show up with the same offense and the same defense, what's worse?
1: I think if the Eagles show up with the same defense, I think that's that's considerably worse. Given that, I think because I'm one of the people that believe they have when you look on paper, and this is just on paper, not what the, for what they did last year, because everybody knows that was a putrid. Second, second fewest sacks. That was just, with that with that lineup. That was just disappointing. I look at what they are now. Top ten
5: defense, though, Chris. Top
1: yeah. ten. <laughs> Statistics are wonderful, aren't they? That's why I wasn't in math. I wish I should have been in math. But, <laughs> but um, when you look at the uh, – I, I think given that the guys now you have to, that you can disguise a bit more coverages, given the guys, I think you can get more of a pass rush. Guys who can, I think actually get to the quarterback and wrap them up and not miss tackles. And there were some times last year where they dialed up some blitzes and it looked good, but then maybe you saw Alex Singleton fall off somebody. Maybe you saw the corner not get there. I think they have guys now that can actually get to the quarterback and actually wrap them up and actually get rack up sacks. Are they going to be the league, league leaders? I don't think so. I think they could be in the better, a lot better. I think definitely more 20, than 29 sacks better, but I think we look at, especially the secondary, I, it, with, with adding Bradbury, having that cornerback trio with Maddox and Slay as well too, unless Marcus Epps or whoever's back there, Tart or, whoever, or whoever, whatever combination of safeties are back there, unless they completely bomb and something like that, I think this defense is going to be better. And if, they, if Gannon continues to play it safe, and not want to take risks, and our guys aren't playing up to that level, I think that's for the defense. If they come back playing the same type of style, I think that's what we be more disappointing.
0: All right, uh, Chris, you pointed out the Eagles play four games before the bye week. You got Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, and then the uh, biggest game of the year to that point, and what may turn out to be the biggest game of the year overall, the Cowboys here on Sunday, October 16th. We think the Eagles should be above 500 at that point. If they're at 500, that's not great. If they're below 500, you're screwed. Chances are, if you lose that game against Dallas at home, yeah, Dallas is probably going to win the division. Knowing that, that everyone is watching the early part of the schedule and evaluating the Eagles off the competition that they're playing or not playing, how do the Eagles balance – putting in all the proper prep time, putting the proper emphasis on how important a quick start is and the overall edict of, yeah, but we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to push the envelope. We don't really want to put in too much work because our stat show, it's our analytics prove that if we do less, we get more from our non-injured players. How does Sirianni manage that contradiction?
1: I think it's more. It's the biggest benefit of them for them is that they have the system coming back. They 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 know they know what they're running already. So, they got a second year in it. You don't have to do so much teaching and, and start to go. This is how I want our routes run. This is how I want our blitzes. This is where I want you to line up. I don't think you have to do that as much. Besides with the rookies and some of the developmental players, so that gives them time to do that. And this is naturally the, the only game I think. Well, two games. I I worry about Detroit. And not because it's just this, hey, it's Detroit Lions. You're like, it's the Lions. You shouldn't be that. Only because it's the first game, you don't know what the team's going to do, and they had a whole entire offseason to prep for that. The other one is our like Cowboys, too. So, because you know it's going to be amped up. This team has lost three straight to them. And, you know, you want to basically in that shenanigans and say, hey, you know what, we're going to play a little bit better this year we're going to come for that division. So, I think, looking at everything, I think it's going to like a four-and-two start. I think they win that first – the thing that's going to happen is I think they win those first four. And then everybody's going, hey, you know, look at this. Hey, look at this. The Eagles are here. They're for real. And then they went next to, oh, this team stinks. We knew this wasn't what they play. They can't play a competition. It's going to be, I, I guess, right now, it happens. Like, here we go again. It sounds very familiar, but I think it's going to be one of those things. But I think it's going to become, I think it's going to come naturally. It's not, I think they'll have the task at hand. I think they're going to get used to the stuff. But I think they're already used to the system. And it's a matter of execution. I think they'll do that against those four, first four teams.
5: Porno uh, would look nice. At C. Franklin News joining us. From a staycation, so we very much appreciate that. Enjoy the shore this weekend, Chris. Um, I will leave you with this. Both Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon both say we're talking about statistics, and you can mold statistics any way you want. Um, But they've been pretty consistent. The two ways you win in this league are, are turnovers and explosive plays. From the offensive perspective, you want explosive plays. You don't want turnovers from a defensive perspective. You got to limit both. Uh, you got to limit explosive plays. You got to get turnovers. Um, they both say that constantly. Those are the two numbers they look at. Those are the two numbers that relate to wins and losses. Are they simplifying things too much, do you think? Uh, or is that the way you win in the modern NFL?
1: I think you still win. I think especially you have to win on the offensive and defensive line. You have to win the trenches to give yourself enough time to allow yourself to get those explosive plays on both sides. Because if you get the uh pass rush, if you get the explosive to get the explosive plays of pass on uh I guess defensively to limit those, you gotta get a good pass rush from your front four or five, whatever you send that way. And then when it comes to offensively, you have to have your offensive line giving you time to go down deep when that one too. So I think overall, I think you have to do that because you have to put a lot of pressure on there. And I think with the Eagles, especially offensively, I think they can get a lot of explosive plays on offense. Given that you have these three wide receivers now, including include I'm including Quest Watkins of that and Dallas Goddard, so you're constantly going at teams. You keep constantly stretching the field, constantly going at. You know, how many teams can you really, truly name that have three or or four legit defensive backs, especially corners as well too, especially and good, the a good nickel back that can actually keep up with three different ones? If so you put Quez Watkins in the slot. I'll take that chance of him going deep against the safety versus say another guy. Now, if you have a question, your number two and that, but I think especially when you look at the explosive plays overall for both sides, I think that I'd say that's a fair statement to say that that's a, that's how you have to win. You have to take a lot of chances and you can't play it safe and they can dunk your way down the field with 17 play drives for like nine minutes. Cause you're limiting your chances to have success. I mean, you possesses So you need that.
0: Who's going to get more snaps this year?
1: Quez Watkins, or Zach Pascal? Ooh, that's tough. They like to play a lot of 11 personnel, the one running back and run tight end. So I'd probably say, See, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to head right back. And the only reason I'm going to say this, I think it's going to be Pascal, Because I think especially when this team's going to be up in a lot of those games, and when you have Pascal, when you run that four-minute drill, you have Pascal in and his blocking ability. I think he edges him out slightly. I think you'll see Quez in a lot more when it comes to those uh, those passing situations, or if the game's close. I think that's when you see Quez in there for his big playability. But
5: when that the is a up good Franklin, go that. that is an excellent point. The Eagles should hope for more Zach Pascal. That yeah. that we'll Eagles fans that might be counterintuitive for them, Right. but you're right. <laughs> if if they're in the four minute drill late in games, it's going to be Zach Pascoe in there and for blocking when they blocking run the purpose
0: football. is absolutely yeah, right.
5: That is an excellent excellent point. Uh, a gold star for me, Chris Franklin. Yay! <laughs> Even though he's on vacay and relaxing and not supposed to be worried
0: about football. He's good enough to hop on with us and uh, come up with uh, gems of intelligence on the Eagles. Mr. Franklin, enjoy the rest of your vacation. We'll be getting you back on the show before you know it. Thanks, bud.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. You guys have a good one now. I hope you guys enjoy your time, too. Thanks, Chris. Chris
0: Franklin. Oh, uh, he's gone. Good. Okay. Never mind. Um, uh, Construction in the background? Was uh, that yeah. the loudest
5: woodpecker
0: we've ever heard in the background? No,
5: that was a hammer. That was no woodpecker. Okay, that was a neighbor. Yeah, Chris confirms that was a neighbor hammering. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was going I, on in uh, your
0: place last week?
5: Uh, tree guys were. Tree were guys, huh? Yeah, that's really noisy. Uh, See, that's... But I got a I got a heck of a woodpecker, man. This woodpecker has created. A hole in one of my trees in the backyard. It's amazing. It's like perfectly uh, round. It, it it is the best bird made birdhouse of all time. It is tremendous, tremendous do, work.
0: Do you reference him as Woody?
5: Uh, I don't, but I enjoy him, and my wife can't stand him. Because he makes him. Somebody... I love him. Well, then you got to say, come on,
0: come on. I, I can't be getting on
5: Woody. Yeah. He, he's our
0: neighbor. Him. He's our guy. He's hanging yeah. out in our backyard.
5: He is my guy. My Woody he's is my guy. Making a
0: hell of a hole in that yeah. tree. But that was funny. Dude. It was as loud as it was. But that's the beauty of listening to Birds 365 here on YouTube. We're not in some fancy studio somewhere. Uh, volume enclosed. No. This is us hanging with you guys. You're uh, dealing with stuff around you in life right now. So are your birds, three sixty-five guys. And you never know when somebody's going to break out a hammer and just start pounding on something in the background. Hey, Franklin came on while he's on vacation. How can you complain about that? He's a yeah. dedicated, love the guy, helper love to him. birds, three sixty-five. I right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac coming back. We still got ten minutes left. We got more birds, three sixty-five talk for you. So keep it right here.
6: news at 11 with rick williams it's the team you trust to bring it all together the stories that impact your community a sports roundup for the locals and the accuweather forecast you depend on action news at 11 with rick williams all right did you know it was the mommy slam dunk champion really (laughs) yes really don't sound so surprised let's see it oh you're ready all right here we go let's hear the crowd go to to the cafe come on mama go (laughs) up He
4: did it. Again?
2: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
0: Mclean and, and the to show here on 365 uh, John here's what I want to finish with today respect there's a lot of different ways to use that word to think that word to incorporate that word into a sports uh, debate and/ or conversation usually it has to do with lack thereof except like yesterday Lane Johnson talked about the kind of respect that Jalen Hurts gets in the locker room as the leader of that football team. And a lot of people are hanging a lot on Jalen Hurts that this is going to help to carry him this year and get the Eagles where they have to get to because he generates that respect. Well, there's respect, and then there's disrespect. In case you missed the beginning of the show, I questioned the disrespect that my partner and his partner, Ed Kratz, Showed to nicobe <laughs> dean by not making one of the top 25 eagles uh this year heavier. you're gonna
5: get me blocked from nicobe dean now come on jody that's
0: you, not disrespect. You did what you did john you just it's flat out disrespect. disrespected him and if you had no rookies on there and that was your way of deciding hey he hasn't played it down yet no could be in the top 25 i'm not putting a rookie on there i could see it but when you put davis up at number 18 yeah and you don't include Nakobe in the top 25 that's mm. disrespect all right i i'm gonna bring up another disrespect here the philadelphia eagles on your hometown wagering app oh you're gonna benefit from this eagle fans believe me when i tell you this uh parks bet parks is the sports app that i have on my phone that i do commercials for um they are your hometown uh betting outlet the updated NFL championship odds. Who do you think the favorite is, Johnny Mack?
5: Who uh, I guess the Rams still uh, the
0: Rams would be your fifth choice. Really? Wow. Yes.
5: Well then i I
0: gotta go Tampa Bay would be the second choice at plus seven fifty, which means gr- seven and a half to one. It's not Green Bay, is it? Green Bay would be your third choice at plus a thousand, which means ten to one on the Packers. Uh,
5: who am I missing? It can't be Dallas. Uh, who am I missing? I'm gonna kick myself. Just tell me who number one is.
0: Fourth would be the Kansas City Chiefs at ten. To oh, 1. oh, total.
5: Uh, I'm sorry, I was thinking NFC. Sorry, uh, total. Uh, uh, yeah, Buffalo would be the
0: number Buffalo one. Buffalo Bills are your Super Bowl yeah. favorite right now at six and a half to one. Tampa seven and a half. Green Bay ten. You and I are both Aaron Rodgers fans, but I don't know they should. pretend no, that's the third that's, overall choice. They're
5: always you know higher than they should be because of Aaron. Because Aaron Rodgers. Aaron.
0: Yeah. Uh, and chances are there's a little Mahomes magic in there too. Yeah. Because they're fourth at ten to one. Uh, the Rams are eleven to one. The Chargers are fifteen to one. They're sixth.
5: Yeah, I love the Chargers. Love them. I don't know if the coach can hold up, but
0: I, I like I love them, the but team. I don't I know the that team. they should be number six overall. Uh 49ers at 16 to 1 are seventh. The Denver Broncos, now led by Russell Wilson, coming out of a real tough division, are eighth at 17 to 1. The Ravens, with all that. The Lamar Jackson questioning contract stuff sitting over their head. 18 to 1. They're next. The Dallas Cowboys also at 18 to 1. The Cincinnati Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. They no, showed there's the respect. no
5: respect. There's no respect, Jody. The Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Uh, 11th, the Cincinnati Bengals 11th right now at 22 to one tied with the Indianapolis Colts mm. at 22 to one at 30 to one, the Cleveland Browns, eh, Deshaun, I guess he's only gonna miss six games. He sits the entire good luck with getting Jacoby Brissett to a championship at 30 to one if he gets the entire year. And code choices at 30 to 1, the Philadelphia Eagles. Despite some people saying some real good things about the Eagles and underrated and flying under the radar, whatever else, where it kind of matters, where people put their money where their mouth is, the Eagles are still 30 to 1 on the Parks, Parks Bet app right now, behind mm-hmm. the likes of the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts. The Dallas Cowboys that didn't make the playoffs last year, Baltimore Ravens, at least Denver I can swallow because they got Russell Wilson. But they didn't make the playoffs last year either. And they're above the Eagles. I think the Eagles are being disrespected, Johnny Mack. I think Bird's fans got to take advantage of this. Get
5: to the yeah. bet park well, what you're and get 31. You're looking for value. You're more the betting. You're more the odds guy than me. So I'll throw this back at you. I know we don't have a lot of time. But look, to me, the AFC, the AFC is just better than the NFC, right? Yes. We can all agree with that. Mm -hmm. But that, to me, makes it harder for a lot of those AFC teams. That second-tier AFC group, it makes it harder for them to make the Super Bowl. The Eagles aren't dealing with that same difficult road as some of those Indianapolis-Cleveland teams you were mentioning toward the end of the AFC. There's no way they're getting there because there's no way they're hopping. Well, Cleveland's interesting because – yeah, we don't think Deshaun's going to play, and that that could change things. But somebody like Indianapolis and even Tennessee—I don't know where ten, Tennessee's getting disrespected, but oh yeah, that, they weren't even mentioned. Yeah. They won
0: the most games in the AFC, yeah. and yeah. they're
5: behind the Eagles. But those teams have such a difficult Tennessee, road. Tennessee thirty-five to one. Yeah, they have such a difficult road. I—I I, that's not value to me. The Eagles. You get a couple injuries and in certain situations and their path is much, much easier. So if you're looking for value, look at the NFC side. Don't look at the AFC side. Except that would if be want, my advice.
0: You want real value. If you're just talking purely from a uh value standpoint, um you start at the back and work your way up, right?
6: Yeah.
0: Uh, the Houston Texans are um 1,000 to 1. No, excuse me, 3,000 to 1.
5: Yeah,
0: wow. uh, the Falcons are 2,000 to 1. The Seahawks are 1,500 to 1. I'll book any of that. Anybody who wants to bet the Seahawks, <laughs> I probably shouldn't do it this week. I should wait till late. Don't get Baker Mayfield. But Drew Locke or Geno Smith, oh, I'll take any of your money that they don't win this and give you uh, 1,500 to 1. Uh, the Jets, unfortunately, 1,500. Jaguars, 1,200. Lions, bears 1200 carolina the giants the commanders here's the first team that i can make a just a stretch legitimate argument the argument they could win the super bowl steelers are 80 to 1 what happens if kenny pickett is all that in a bag of chips ben roethlisberger stepped in as a rookie and went to the super bowl
4: yeah
5: yeah
0: that's the best that's the first one uh Give me the percentage chance Texans make the Super Bowl, John. Zero. Atlanta.
5: (laughs) Zero. Seahawks. Zero. Jets. Zero. Our boy Dougie P with the Jags. 1% because of Trevor Lawrence. All right. Lions. Zero. Bears. Zero. Negative zero.
0: Panthers. (laughs)
5: Uh, Zero. Giants. Zero. Commanders. Commanders. one percent
0: oh i go i put them at zero two and then the steelers and you're right it's like two so two is better than zero Mm -hmm. and it's better than the one you slapped on trevor lawrence and or uh, the commanders whose defense for me is woefully overrated. i am
5: still hanging on see i go jacksonville i still hang well i everybody knows i i like doug peterson a lot uh trevor lawrence has a chance to be a superstar And if you were a superstar quarterback, now I'm also, you know, I just said stay away from the AFC. So I'm uh, going against my own advice. But if you're looking for that home run at a left field, Jacksonville because of Trevor Lawrence. Now it's a terrible organization. Sorry, Tony, Tony Khan. It's a terrible organization, but he's so good. He's so talented. He's so talented. If if the light comes on, man, maybe maybe have maybe have lightning in a bottle.
0: Hundred and twenty-five to one. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers at eighty. Even though eighty isn't one twenty-five, I'll take uh, the Steelers. I'm just
5: looking for a little sliver somewhere. A
0: little sliver. I I would
5: bet. In other words, I'm betting on Trevor Lawrence over Kenny Pickett. That's essentially what I'm doing.
0: Right, yeah. and uh, that's understandable, but it is the Jaguars and Steelers. You do yeah. have to bet on the yeah. other 52 players. That whole conversation about the Cowboys, 52 plus one. Uh, the Cowboys might have better roster if you add the quarterback. You take the quarterback away. Oh, Eagles got the better roster than the Cowboys do. Yeah, you do have to evaluate all 52 players. Uh, partner, good show today. Tomorrow we got Mike Garafolo of the NFL Network. is going to be joining us. Uh, Philly guy, looking forward to talking to him. I'm planning on coming back here tomorrow and I'm gonna do it from the same spot. There's gonna be no hammering going on. I have no woodpecker behind me. I'm I might have, have a
5: woodpecker. The, I might have, have a woodpecker. The, the
0: ocean green screens, and that's gonna be it. But I'm back here tomorrow. How about you?
5: I will do it. Woodpecker uh along my side, hopefully.
0: At, at all. Uh the Mac and Mac guys will return in two and two.
3: You've been listening to Birds 365. <laughs>